If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, April 11th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Bless, I am so excited to be here with you on this beautiful Monday after the amazing weekend we just had full of Kingdom Hearts announcements. Let's fucking go, dude. And... Even more good news. Breaking news just coming in. Kevin, if you could please bring this up. Oh. Sonic breaking. the Hedgehog 2 is the number one movie in the world. It's doing very well. It's breaking a bunch it. of records. We did it, everybody. The Sonic Cinematic Universe continues you, to Morbius. roll on. Very <laughs> I was, was going to say, man, with competition like Morbius, who would have thought that Sonic 2 could become the number one movie in the world right now? That is Morbius, fantastic. Morbius had a 74% drop rate week after week, Bless, making it the sharpest drop-off a Marvel movie has ever had. So, Jesus. It's, it's a, is that, is that a good moment? Is all, that a good uh, sign? Like, is oh, that... Yeah. Us being like fuck Sony, like give yeah, the rights all all the way back to the MCU. hundred percent. It doesn't work quite like that, but it, it is it I mean, is a step hope, in the right direction. But yeah. this is does keep it positive. We're getting more Sonic, baby, and I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it, Tim. I'm gonna do something I've never done before. Mm. I'm gonna take an item from the Roper Report and bring it into the show before we even get to the Roper Report. All item right. number five was gonna be the last news story. Story number five, Sonic 2 is a huge success. This is from Igor over at Engadget. Sonic has done it again with a 71 million debut at the domestic box office. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has set a new record for the US film debut of a video game adaptation, beating out the previous high watermark set by its predecessor in 2020. The first movie in what now Paramount plans to expand into a cinematic universe, very exciting, made a $57 million debut during its opening weekend. And then Benji Sales on Twitter, the homie, uh, tweeted out that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the biggest opening weekend ever for a video game movie. Huge $71 million domestic weekend. Global total at $141 million. And then still holding an amazing 97% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Sega and Paramount have have a certified major hit movie franchise on their hands. Tim, can you... Can you believe that we live in this timeline where no, Sonic man. the Hedgehog is thriving in cinema? <laughs> Dude, Sonic the Hedgehog is thriving in cinema with a quality movie that we actually enjoyed. And I think yeah. that that's the biggest thing is like Sonic, man, he's needed wins and I'm happy he's getting them finally. God. Tim, I, I give us Mania 2. <laughs> give us Sonic Mania 2. Like, give me a good Sonic Frontiers. That's like my fingers crossed right now is that that game is good i just need that game to be good and we're going to talk a lot about good good and bad sonic games actually during the post show because the tease Ooh. for you post show is going to be another episode of uh what was it called the, Not, shit list. the shit list i was gonna call it bullshitting i was like it's not called bullshitting that's a big sean song <laughs> i was listening to earlier today we got another episode of the shit list that's gonna be us going through the best sonic games as determined by game informer but you got to be a patreon supporter to access that but tim i'll tweet i tweeted this out late last week that like I had a really good week of TV and movies. Of course, Sonic 2, watched that, had a fantastic time. But then I also watched Everything, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And that is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Ever. Legit ever. Like, I'm saying this right now. 
This is one of those movies that everything you've heard about it is true. It is that damn good. Do not watch a trailer. Do not look into what it's about. Just go to your local theater and watch this movie as soon as you possibly can. With as little a theater to you as possible. It's only in a theater. It's not yeah. a streaming game. But I'm saying, like, don't um, wait for it to come to video. Like, watch it in a theater. I think it's one of those movies that is worth the experience. It is absolutely phenomenal, and it is such such a wild ride that I, I don't – I can't imagine anybody not enjoying. Yeah. No, it, it, that, that was an incredible time. And then also, I, I, after after Sonic 2, I got home and immediately watched The Truman Show because I was like, man, I, I, I need more of that man in my life. You know, I need more Jim Carrey in my life. I need to go back and watch what I am now saying is my favorite Jim Carrey movie and probably one of my favorite movies of all time now. Like Truman Show holds up so well. It's a fantastic time. And then I also watched Atlanta season three, episode four, which is the latest episode. And that was a banger banger as well. It's been nonstop for me and good TV. Last night, did I put on Severance? Because everybody in my replies was saying, yo, watch Severance. I did. I didn't finish the first episode because I got real tired and I was up real late. Mm. But man, I'm going to go back and watch some more Severance. Great time to be alive. Tim, Dude, this enough about that. So good. That's what I heard. That's why actually, I think it was Lucy, uh, Lucy James that tweeted out last night about the Severance season finale, and I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna watch it. And so maybe you'll hear more Severance updates from me if I continue to watch it. But enough about that. Let's talk about today's stories, Tim, which include Kingdom Hearts Four has been announced. The NVIDIA League continues to go undefeated and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash games, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you i have a play date unboxing up right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh there's also a short version of that over on that there tiktok and yes i have the play date i can't like show you guys much about it yet but i can't confirm i have a play date it is very small and i like i love how it feels it's really cool <laughs> and then in case you missed it a uh, new kind of funny x cast is up right now breaking down everything you need to know about halo season two that's of course available on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe thank you to our patreon producers fargo brady pranksy and anonymous today we're brought to you by me undies and maple story but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen, which is now kind of four stories because we we already did the last story, story number five. But I will Sorry, say that I didn't realize you had Sonic as a story. I thought that I thought I was just going to slide it in there, so I stole from you. But I, I, no, I mean it's per, it's perfect because it. we're going to spend so much time in story number one because story number one is actually four new stories in one. We'll get there when we get there. But let's start with the big one: Kingdom Hearts four has been announced. This is from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Kevin, I have a trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4 that you can pull up. You can just play it silently as I read through the story. Kingdom Hearts 4 and Kingdom Hearts Missing Link were officially announced at the series' 20th anniversary event. While no platforms or release date slash window for Kingdom Hearts 4 was revealed, we do get a glimpse of Sora in the new world of Quadratum, a quick look at gameplay and an ending tease complete with Donald and Goofy. The footage we were given shows an art style that very much resembles the previous games, but it has a much more realistic look this time around. Square Enix has also confirmed that the game is in early development, so the wait may be a tough one. 
The trailer begins by saying this is the Lost Master arc, uh, with narration saying, "quote If this isn't the ending you desired, if it brings <laughs> if it brings your despair, then leave this world for another." End quote. The footage begins in a forest and then transitions to a large city. Sora is also seen waking up in an apartment, and we are then introduced to Strelitzia, a character that first appears in Kingdom Hearts Union X. Union X or Union Cross? Don't, don't like ask. A, <laughs> it's like I'm looking at it in the doc, and like the X, it's an X, but like it looks weird. It looks it's like pronounced, a it's pronounced X. key. Bless. It's You're lying. Key. I'm not. You're lying. fucking lying. I'm not lying. Just deal with it. Roll on. All right. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Key, which is represented by an X for some reason. While all seems peaceful for a moment, a threat manifests in the sky that resembles a massive Heartless. In the quick tease of gameplay, we see Sora and his iconic Keyblade flying through the sky, climbing buildings, surfing on the walls, and even using his weapon as a grappling hook of sorts. Kingdom Hearts Missing Link is a new iOS slash Android game that features 3D action familiar to the mainline series uh, and a closed beta test planned, or is planned uh, for later in 2022. It was also announced that the final chapter of Kingdom Hearts Dark Road will be released in August 2022 as a free update to the Kingdom Hearts Union <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Union Key Dark Road app. Is that right? It is right. Plus, it <laughs> all is. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> Tim, I I was telling you and Kev that I was hanging out Saturday night. Right, went got drinks with friends. Didn't get back home Tim, until 4 a.m. And I sat down. Was I drunk? Maybe. I sat down on my bed, ready to like just pass out, ready to just like drift into the night. I look at my phone and I see Kingdom Hearts 4 is announced and I was like, fuck, how drunk am I? <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, that was a thought. And what even made it more wild was like, <laughs> I clicked into the trailer and like and the way they, the, so I think it was the IGN uh, account that tweeted it, right? They have like a seven minute tr- uh, video and they're like, Kingdom Hearts 4 is announced. I, ki- I click into the trailer and it was definitely the wrong game that I was watching. I think I was watching, I, it must've been Missing Link. Was it the, the trailer- one? No, okay. So the trailer, it's like seven minutes was the video, and like the first half of it's Missing Link, which is the mobile game. Yes. Leading into that, it was like showing 2D. It was showing a bunch of the other mobile games kind of leading into the new mobile games. So gotcha. you probably I was, saw that. So like drunkenly, I watched that, and I was like, we're being pranked, right? <laughs> like, is this Kingdom Hearts 4? I'm drunk. Like, I'm watching this 2D thing, and then, I'll, then like I fast-forwarded, and I was like, okay, this is the actual trailer. Cool. Tim? You are one of the biggest Kingdom Hearts fans I know. Is that fair to say that you're one of the biggest? I mean, I no. Like okay. one of the biggest ones you know. I don't know how many you know. Like at the I end of the day, Cam like Hawkins. I am a huge fan and I am an expert. Absolutely not. There's people like Cam Hawkins that Kingdom Hearts is their life. That is definitely okay. not me. I'm a Kingdom Hearts enthusiast, but I, I also uh you know have many I probably have more criticisms than uh positive things to say about Kingdom Hearts at this point. So I don't necessarily need any titles of big fan or anything like that. But I will say I'm very excited about this. I, I am an, uh, a bigger fan of Kingdom Hearts kind of pushing forward and uh, trying to like get a little bit less convoluted. And will we get that? I don't know. Probably not. But there's a lot of interesting things here. And I'm going to sound like a crazy person saying this, Wes. But stay with me for, for just a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm here with you. Many, 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 many years ago, a game was announced called Final Fantasy 13. When it was Real announced, world. a separate game was also announced called Final Fantasy Versus 13. Mm, Both yeah. trailers came out at the same time, one featuring Lightning, one featuring Noctis. The Noctis one, to me and to a lot of people out there, looked extremely dope and extremely interesting. And it was very Kingdom Hearts looking, really action focused. It was the first time we really saw what ended up being Noctis in Final Fantasy 15 with his ability to kind of like throw his sword and teleport to it. 
right? Mm-hmm. And this trailer had epic music playing, and he starts off like driving in this car. He's all broody and shit. Then he fights a bunch of people with guns, and it was like super epic. He goes and he sits on the throne room chair, and I'm like, I need to know what this is. Eventually, we get more and more trailers every couple TGSs because it's a square game, and even back then, it took him a million years to come out. And we're super hyped about this. There was this girl named Stella. We wanted to see where her love story was going to go. There was a lot of intriguing plot points going on, Bless. And then all of a sudden, canceled. The game's not going to happen. Everyone's very sad. Instead, we get a did whole ever, trilogy Did it ever get officially canceled? Games. Or did they it not did. talk about it? Okay. So, yeah, no. It, it straight up got canceled. Uh, because we got a Final Fantasy Versus 13 trailer. And then it expl- the logo exploded and turned yes. into Final Fantasy 15. I see, yes. Yes. So 15 had some of the plot points. It obviously had the characters and it had the world um, that was set up in Final Fantasy versus 13's trailers. But it was a radically different version of, of that story and of those characters, all of that stuff. We never actually got to see what the original versus 13 plan was. Going forward from that, we've had Kingdom Hearts. We've had the millions of different games in between, the numbered sequels, which people are always like, Tom, all the spinoffs, do they matter, whatever, whatever. The best way to think about it at this point, now that we can wrap our heads around this, is compared to the MCU. If you're only watching the Avengers movies, if you're only playing Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, you're not getting the full story. There's a ton of very, very key stuff that's missing that is part of the story, no matter what way you cut it. It's not a spinoff. It's just part of this whole complex thing right Mm -hmm. so where we're at now they've been to a bunch of disney worlds we've been to a bunch of like new worlds less so the final fantasy worlds they've been cutting back on that more and more and more but in kingdom hearts 3 you go to the toy story world that was really cool that was really exciting in the toy story world there's a video game that uh they're obsessed with rex is obsessed with a video game in the toy story world that Mm -hmm. video game is a game that i forget the name of now but it's like vectus rex or something like that all right okay that game is final fantasy versus 13 damn it right (laughs) that's why i thought you're gonna take it and i was like there's no way he's gonna take it there and he said rex's rex and i was like okay cool it's not gonna take it there and now you took it there he's playing final rex is playing final fantasy 13 versus in toy story versus 13 and again it's not a one for one but it's like okay we all get what you're doing here tomorrow we get it Mm -hmm. like this is fucking happening that um kind of they introduced a character in that called yozora which is like yet another soil looking motherfucker but this one looks more like noctis he has like the gray hair uh the red eye like all that stuff so it's like holy shit you madman this is crazy you beat Mm -hmm. the game kingdom hearts this is spoilers for kingdom hearts but that's where we're at at this point and Sora gets sent to this like realistic looking Tokyo world, which is the world from the game. Okay. So this world that that we're seeing in Kingdom Hearts 4 is actually the world from the video game from the world of Toy Story in Kingdom Hearts 3. (laughs) So in a roundabout way, this is Final Fantasy 13 versus. And so that's the thing. The theory is Nomura is like, that's my baby project. That's what I want to put out in this world. And it seems like they're using Kingdom Hearts to finally make that actually, that dream become a reality. All right, this fantasy mm-hmm. becoming a reality. And I honestly could not be more excited. I want this damn game, even in this super convoluted, weird form. Now, there's a couple more things that are interesting here. This being Kingdom Hearts 4 is, I think, the most shocking thing to me. Of mm-hmm. course, we're going to get a Kingdom Hearts sequel at some point. But they, like, completed the storyline that they've been going for going on for the last 20 years. So it's like... I thought, I mean, they teased a lot in Kingdom Hearts 3, which surprised me. I didn't expect them to do that. But in doing so, I still thought it was going to be Kingdom Hearts some type of subtitle, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it to be straight up called Kingdom Hearts 4. But they're going that direction. But despite that, 
kind of like implying that all the stuff before it is going to matter just as much as it always has, which I'm sure is going to be thrilling to a lot of fans out there. There is this extra element now where we are, we have Sora in this world separate from everything else. And it kind of is seemingly potentially going to be the most great jump on entry point the franchise has had in a very long time. That was going to be my, my big question for you. Cause watching this trailer, I was, I was, blown away by how good it looks and i know this is all like cg i know the game isn't actually going to look like this when it comes out but as a way to set the tone i think it looks really cool i like the art style and like i'm somebody who would like to theoretically get back into kingdom hearts but i also am scared away by all of the spinoffs all of the convoluted story like all of the baggage that comes with trying to get back into kingdom hearts and i've tried it multiple times right like kingdom hearts one was a game that i fucking adored as a kid and i played it so i i, I like I was fucking like enthralled with it as a kid, the first one. And then Kingdom Hearts 2, I didn't get around to until much later. And by that time, trying to jump back into Kingdom Hearts 2, it felt like an old game. It wasn't hitting the same way because like I had kind of grown out of it. And then also like I saw that there was, all right, I should play Chain of Memories or Rechain of Memories, right? I should figure out how to play the 3DS games. I should figure out how to play all these games that I had missed. And looking at the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4, I was like, man, I would, I would want to jump into this. Do you think this is going to be one that would get people like me back into it? I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, no. The answer is no. They're, they don't have the intention of doing that. They have the intention of just tripling, quadrupling, 20 times doubling down on the insanity that is Kingdom Hearts at this point. And them doing all the versus 13 stuff is just going through the looking glass. Like, it is too far gone at this point. But if you can kind of just wrap your head around that is what it is, like, there's just going to be multiple paths here. You're either going to be, I'm just so in and I love that this is just getting more and more and more detailed and intricate. Or there's the side of the people that are like, I don't get it. This is stupid, like, bullshit conversation that doesn't actually make any sense at all when you listen to any sentence ever said in this if you're like that this game's not going to change that direction however i do think that final fantasy 7 remake is proof that square still got the stuff and that nomura still got the stuff and that there at any moment one of these could just hit and hit right um and with where they're going with this seemingly visually and all that stuff like seeing sora he has normal sized feet like that's crazy that, was the, to see. that was one of the first things I noticed. Like he woke up barefoot, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like he's he doesn't have the fucking crazy feet that I thought he's he got was. them clompers, you know? Yeah, he doesn't have the clomp. And then he puts on the shoes, and I'm like, "Those aren't shoes. Those are some regular human being ass shoes." Yeah, so it's it's interesting, and you know, Kingdom Hearts has always had the thing where they look different depending on the world they're in. So maybe this is just Sora in this world, but mm. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of really cool stuff going on, especially because going back to that Final Fantasy versus thirteen trailer. At the secret ending of Kingdom Hearts 3 and then in the DLC ending of um, K Kingdom Hearts 3's DLC that came out a couple years ago, the final hidden boss is Yozora. So it is the the character from the, from the game that Rex from Baron, Exactly, from the Jesus game that Rex Christ. wants to play. And, and when you beat it, you get this like extra secret ending um, that is essentially a remake of the Final Fantasy Versus 13 trailer in Kingdom Hearts. Like you see him chilling in the car, like on the way, and, it, and they're playing the same song from the trailer. Like this shit goes so deep and is so ridiculous, but it's so hype if you give a fuck about that ever. <laughs> and I've cared so much about this for so long. So I'm very, very, very excited about this. I'm excited that it's a new arc, the Lost Master arc of Kingdom Hearts. Um, I'm excited that it doesn't seem like we're gonna have to wait for like 15 entries that aren't numbered before we get to the next one. Yeah. Uh, like it's surprising to me that like there, there's the mobile games coming out, but it seems like uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to be the next actual Kingdom Hearts core game, um, which the only other console one we've gotten since 3 was Melodies of Memory. 
the yeah. rhythm game, the rhythm that, game. Did, that did have a little bit of story stuff because it's Kingdom Hearts and it has to. Um, but I'm excited about that. Obviously, it's Square. Obviously, it's Kingdom Hearts. Will this game come out anytime relatively soon? Probably not. However, it is in Unreal, and they're talking about it being upgraded to Unreal Engine 5. That excites me, um, and I can see this kind of being a little further along than we kind of expect it to be. Um, but I also think that they were really trying to hit the Kingdom Hearts 20-year anniversary to make this announcement, so yeah. it might be a ways out. It might, it might be a while, which like lines up with Square Enix and specifically with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Tim, I want to talk about the more about the trailer specifically with what I'm calling Story 1.2. Uh, the mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer appears to tease a Star Wars crossover. This is George yeah, does. at Video Games Chronicle. Part of a Star Wars vehicle has seemingly been spotted hiding in the reveal trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4. During the portion of the Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal trailer that cuts to a forest environment, uh, what looks like the foot of an ATST walker can be seen in the background. This has led many to speculate that the environment in the game could be it could be Endor from Return of the Jedi, which would introduce Star Wars to the Disney crossover franchise for the first time. Tim, do you buy it, and does this get you hype? Bruh, it's Endor, and yes, it does. This is a hundred percent Endor, man. When we first saw the trailer, when I was watching it, I was like. Is this what I think it is? And I didn't see the thing at the top right. I just saw like just the way that the the environment the looked. Environment. And and then later I saw people uh, on Twitter like breaking this down, and I'm like, let's fucking go. Another fun thing is uh, at the end we get a, a tease of Hades from Hercules, who is an iconic villain in uh, Kingdom Hearts. Um, kind of fucking with Sora, or sorry, with Donald and Goofy, uh, which is very exciting. Obviously, uh, you gotta love Hades. But love um, Hades. yeah, Star Wars being in this makes a lot of sense. I mean, like, look. Everyone for a long time was like, all right, we want where's Frozen? Where's all these more modern Toy Story? Like Mm. all that stuff. And we got that in three. Now it's like, cool. What what can what can they do with Disney properties in 2022? And it obviously is Marvel. I do. Yeah, I think we do. Um, That's another reason why I would want to jump in with this one. Like, mm -hmm. you know, story aside, like all the baggage aside, right? Like. I just want to be able to play in these worlds, right? I want to I want to play Kingdom Hearts that goes to Star Wars world or goes to uh like the Marvel the MCU or just the regular Marvel universe, right? Like that sounds like a fantastic st- uh, step forward for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so here's the thing, man. It gets really really hard to talk about Kingdom Hearts because at this point everybody wants something different from it. Mm-hmm. And the problem is what started as Kingdom Hearts 1 the Disney stuff was so ingrained with the story and the princesses were were so relevant in the actual core narrative of it all. And like going to the world kind of meant a little bit more and essentially just replayed through the plot of the games to gain allies along the way. Um, and you just kind of continued. As the games went on, the Disney stuff mattered even less and less and less and less and less. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird thing now where, like, in a lot of ways, I, I would imagine that the majority of actual Kingdom Hearts fans care less about any of the Disney stuff. And they want more of the Kingdom Hearts anime, darkness, light, heart, sadness, death mm-hmm. <laughs> storyline stuff. People in hoods and zippers. like, um, and, and I think that's even a problem we saw with King kingdom hearts three where a lot of the disney stuff felt like it was there because it had to be like lest you forget we got the entire let it go sequence like yeah the entire song played <laughs> so it's like that what did that do for the story anything no <laughs> and then it mm-hmm. felt like all, all of the kingdom Hearts stuff people were looking for was really squeezed into the last couple hours of that game and i would say they delivered on that uh sense but um i wouldn't be surprised if kingdom hearts 4 is even less uh involving 
other properties. And they're always going to because that's what Kingdom Hearts is. But I think that at some point it's becoming more and more and more just kind of a marketing thing to like get more outsiders in. Um, but I feel like especially with the versus 13 stuff that they're leading into, like no more has the stories trying to tell. And I think they're going to go all in on that. Hell yeah. Uh, Tim, like I mentioned earlier, right? This one new story is a million new stories in one. So let's, let's jump forward to story 1.5 HD Remix. Uh, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier. Kingdom Hearts 4 will be upgraded to Unreal 5 by release and take visuals several levels higher. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Square Enix has reportedly said that the Kingdom Hearts 4 gameplay that debuted on Sunday will be upgraded to Unreal Engine 5 for the game's final release. That's according to a Famitsu report from this weekend's Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event held in Tokyo, Japan. According to the publication, the Kingdom Hearts 4 footage shown in its debut trailer is running real-time in Unreal Engine 4. However, the game's development team is currently testing Unreal Engine 5 in parallel, it is claimed. Quote, the full game will be made with Unreal Engine 5 and the quality of lighting and detail will be several levels higher according to Famitsu. Tim, does this get you excited? Yeah, it definitely does. It's funny because, like, the more I watch this uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, the more I'm kind of like, oh, this is kind of ugly, isn't it? Because, <laughs> like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, shit, this looks hella dope. And, like, I still love the the more realistic-looking designs. I love that Sora actually looks like a Final Fantasy character now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in terms of, like, there's the scene where he's jumping through the sky and goes into Skyscraper. It's like, all right, the textures are pretty not detailed here and everything's just kind of like bland and generic looking um and especially like the human models and stuff but this is in development we're a, a ways out yeah. from all this stuff so unreal engine 5 all that's exciting to me i will say that the trailer itself like once uh sora goes outside it was giving me big digimon the movie vibes uh not the versus the internet uh portion of it but the like the original origin of the digi digi destined when uh there's the greymon fight outside their door in japan and like they're just out there. I was like, this is sick as hell. So I, I'm really excited for it. Hell yeah. Tim, let's round out this Kingdom Hearts section with story 1.8 final chapter prologue. The NVIDIA leak continues its streak. This is Wes Fenlin at PC Gamer. And this is <clears throat> this is an earlier article. This is from like November. Um, and I'm going to be adding more context uh, to this as we go. In early September, a web developer tinkering around with NVIDIA's GeForce Now client discovered a way to access a list of all the games in GFN's database, some 18,000. Among the database entries, he found games that hadn't been announced for GeForce Now streaming support and what seemed to be a goldmine of games that hadn't been announced, period. After the list began to spread, NVIDIA told WCCF Tech uh, that it contained, quote, both released and or speculative titles used only for internal tracking and testing, uh, and that, quote, inclusion on the list is neither confirmation nor an announcement of any game, end quote. But since September, it has started to look more and more like those speculative, t- speculative titles are real games. It started with Act, Act Razor Renaissance, uh, a surprise remake announced and released on September 23rd. The GeForce Now list included an entry called Act Razor Remake. It's a real stretch to believe that someone at NVIDIA decided to speculate that Square Enix would be releasing a new version of a 1990 Super Nintendo game on PC. Windows Central also wrote that multiple codenames on the list from Xbox Game Studios matched games they knew about. Project Holland is Fable, for example. More confirmations followed. Destroy All, Human- Destroy All Humans 2's remake was announced at a THQ Nordic event just days after the leak, and so was Outcast 2. Randy Pitchford publicly stated that Gearbox was working on a new Brothers in Arms. Uh, Square Enix announced Dungeon Encounters, which was listed as a, quote, unannounced Dungeon Tactics game. Uh, Rockstar announced that the GTA, uh, Rockstar announced the GTA, uh, GTA Remastered Trilogy. And then Sony announced that God of War is coming to PC. 
all were on NVIDIA's list. And there's also note warning again, this article is from November. Uh, since then, we've gotten even more games confirmed, such as Chrono Cross Remaster, Crisis 4, and Street Fighter 6. And now, ladies and gentlemen, with Kingdom Hearts 4's initial announcement, that's another one checked off the list. Here's a list of standouts that were included in the NVIDIA leak that have yet to be released, or yet to be, yet to be announced, I should say. List goes like this, right? We got Half-Life 2 Remastered, Helldivers 2, a bunch of Sony games like Ratchet Returnal, etc., Final Fantasy IX Remake, Final Fantasy Tactics Remaster, a new Square Enix strategy game, which could have been Triangle Strategy, uh, Tactics Ogre Remaster, Tomb Raider 25th Anniversary 2021, uh, Bioshock 2022, Bioshock RTX Remaster, XCOM 3, Mirror's Edge RTX Remaster, Untitled Respawn Game, uh, Batman Arkham Knight RTX Remaster, Injustice 3, Gods Will Fall, Mortal Kombat 12, Dragon's Dogma 2, Monster Hunter 6, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Gear 6, Tekken 8, and then Metal Gear Solid 2 HD and Metal Gear Solid 3 HD. Tim, now that we have another one that has bitten the dust with Kingdom Hearts 4, where are you at with this NVIDIA leak? Do you look at this list and go, oh man, we're going to get fucking Dragon Dogma, Dragon's Dogma 2? Yeah, man. I, I think that uh, I wasn't always the firmest believer in this. And I think a big part of that was I didn't believe it was going to be Kingdom Hearts 4. Like, I didn't. Mm -hmm. So that being confirmed on top of all the other things that have happened, some of them I feel like weren't that insane of an announcement. But there are things like the Act Razor where it's like, oh, okay. But I do think that at this point, it, you'd be foolish to not look at this and go, okay, yeah, all these things are happening. But I don't think they're going to happen necessarily uh, with the dates that are, are being of explained course. here. Right? Bioshock yeah. 2022, I don't think that's going to happen at this yeah. point. I mean, Tomb Raider 25th anniversary says 2021. And I don't... Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think there was any, no, but they did just announce a new Tomb Raider. And that is true. right. Crystal yep. Dynamics just did. So, so yeah, it's interesting. I am most excited about the Final Fantasy Tactics remaster. That is a game that I definitely want to get a lot more into that I never really have given that much of a chance. So uh, the idea that that's great, especially hopefully if it's in the HD 2D uh, look like we have with uh, Triangle Strategy and Project Octopath and all that. Um, Mirror's Edge, RTX, all the RTX remasters I think are really cool, and yeah. um, that's fun, especially Bioshock. Um, but then, yeah, the two new NetherRealm fighting games, Injustice 3, Gods Will Fall, and Mortal Kombat 12. Let's go. Love God's the story modes in those games. It is. Gods Will Fall is yeah. a very sick name. RE4 Remake, that's another one that is like all but announced at this point. Can't wait to see that. Um, and then, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD. I don't know what that is. It's interesting. I definitely would rather this say Metal Gear Solid 1 remake. Um, but yeah, two with I think HD. that's I, like tempering expectations, right? I bet that's just another re-release of the Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HDs that we already have, right? And they're probably putting those on NVIDIA GeForce now. Maybe with the those like new assets from the pachinko machines, <sighs> like the really beautiful looking cutscenes and all that's that. I hope I, I, I wouldn't I would love <laughs> to adore that, but man. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, very cool stuff. And now I guess eyes here are like, is Ratchet going to come to PC? Because <laughs> that'd be kind of I mean, cool. yeah, right? Like that's that that has to happen eventually, right? Maybe not soon. Maybe it is a couple years away in the way that like they Sony likes to give their games some time before they re-release -re them on PC so they can double dip and then also like continue to give reason for people to actually buy the PS4, or PS5 consoles. And so like all, all this stuff, like for the most part lines up. There is a few things here where I'm like, Oh man, that seems like a stretch, but we'll see. Like Kingdom Hearts 4, I was with you that that seemed like a stretch to me. I was like, no way. Like Kingdom Hearts 4 is on this list. There's there's certainly there are typos in here. Certainly, like none of the not, not all of these can be confirmed. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4 is wild. Dragon Dog Dragon's Dogma 2. I know quite a few people that would be super hyped for that. Um Tekken 8 is something that I would be super excited for. But again, like just because they're on this list doesn't mean that they're imminent, right? Like these could still be 
three, four, five years away. Um, but we'll and just real last thing I want to say is Final Fantasy IX Remake. That could be really exciting, too. I think that that is such a uh, beloved game with such a lovable art style. And I think updating that for modern times could be very interesting. And I think hit pretty hard with with audiences that um, maybe haven't played nine ever before. But it's a very different type of game than Final Fantasy seven or 13 or 15. Like the things that people are a little more used to in recent times. Mm. Tim. I'm ready to move out of this Kingdom Hearts section. But before we do, I want to let people know about our page about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by me undies. I love me undies. You guys have heard me talk about me undies for years at this point. I'm always wearing the me undies shirt, the me undies lounge pants, the me undies undies, the me undies socks. I can go on and on and on. If me undies putting out a product, chances are Tim Gettys is wearing them. The me undies membership is literally designed to make your life easier with free shipping and returns on every order, savings on virtually everything they make, exclusive sales and early access to their newest stuff. There's kind of no reason not to join. Get super soft undies, bralettes, or socks shipped directly to your door and live a more comfortable life knowing you always have what you need at your fingertips when you step out of the shower. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you. Any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you can get 25% off your first membership item. To get 25% off your first membership item or 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny funny shout out to maple story for sponsoring this episode after 17 years of rich mmo gameplay wrapped in a unique 2d side scroller maple story is ready to proudly lean into its cute pixelated aesthetic the aggressively cute campaign aims to showcase the unexpected juxtaposition of cuddly smiley characters with rich multi-layered mmo gameplay the campaign focuses on telling a story of immense character customization a vast array of weapons and mounts to choose from a seemingly endless horizon of lands to explore and battle all while dealing huge amounts of damage to monsters of all shapes and sizes. I know a lot of people out there love Maple Stories. Hey, come check out this armed and adorable campaign. This is your world. With over 40 classes and thousands of cosmetic customization options, you can play how you want. And there's just so much good stuff. 18 years of content, no signs of slowing, means you'll never get bored. You can go to maplestory.nexon.net. That's maplestory.nexon.net for more or you can just click the link in the description story number two tim sony invests in epic this is marie d'alessandri at gamesindustry.biz epic games has raised two billion dollars in a funding round it announced today the funds came from existing investors with sony group corporation and kirkby the investment company behind lego each contributing one billion dollars the investment will go towards advancing the company's vision to build the metaverse and support its continued growth growth uh, epic said in the announcement it added that the company continues to have only a single class of common stock outstanding, with CEO and founder Tim Sweeney still controlling it. Sweeney commented, quote, As we re reimagine the future of entertainment and play, we need partners who share our vision. We have found this in our partnership with Sony and Kirkby. This investment will accelerate our work to build the metaverse and create spaces where players can have fun with friends, brands can build creative and immersive experiences, and creators can build a community and thrive, end quote. Lego and Epic announced a long-term collaboration to develop a children-focused metaverse just last week. Cool. Tim, does this do anything for you? I mean, this is the the future of all this stuff. And, like, I am a firm believer that everyone working together on this is the best path forward or else it's just going to be a bunch of nonsense. 
And I, I feel like the best chance of success of this actually being something that's interesting and worthwhile is if everyone's like, let's just agree on this. It reminds me, this is something Kevin and I talk about way too often, uh, but like the move towards smart home uh, integration where there was just so many kind of like uh walled gardens right where it's just like mm -hmm. this is compatible with this but it's not compatible with that you look at the ecosystems of like apple versus android like all this stuff if everybody just was like no let's just have a standard and work from there that is the best chance to get people actually involved the most people involved in actually caring um and with the smart home stuff what was it called kev that they they're about to all get on now um oh it's Instead of Zigbee, it's a new type of right is that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Nomad, Matter, Matter, Matter. Thank matter, you, Jim, into yeah. the chat. Uh, this thing called Matter that everyone's going to be using, and it's like great. That's awesome. It work. feels like Sony investing in. I know it's not going to work, but hey, <laughs> like it's. But that's the thing. It's like it's a better chance of it working than how it's not working now, and yeah. that's why I'm looking at this. I, we've heard about Metaverse stuff so often, and it's all just a bunch of like. Noise. It all sounds like lip service, right? From companies yeah. that probably don't get it or think they have an idea, right? Like you hear Meta, literally Meta, talk about the Metaverse all the time right so much so that they changed change their name but it's like when you when we're talking about this stuff i think if i'm gonna pick a company that i believe in the most to get this stuff right or at least have some baseline understanding of how to go about it in a way that feels authentic and in a way that feels actually worthwhile i can see epic being the ones right because like they have fortnite fortnite is already doing all these things in terms of like not only being a video game not only being a battle royale being a concert space being a place where people hang out being a place where people can get creative and make things right like this is all open it being a place where you watch trailer premieres right like this is all mm -hmm. i think what that vision is when you talk about metaverse and you talk about being able to exist in a, in, a, in a digital space i think a video game company is the company that would get that right especially the company that's responsible for both fortnite and unreal engine and has a store and has all these different like, things right like bot Bandcamp, um being invested in uh, in by sony i think is a is a huge thing right one billion dollars is big and sony already had prior investment to uh, uh, uh in epic and this is even bigger than what they had prior i think that for I, I I think that it has a big part in them doing the metaverse stuff and Sony probably wanting to have some sort of like, cool, let's make sure we're compatible with this. Let's make sure that we have some foot in this sector of the market, but then also being able to uh, uh, continue to support Epic, right? With Unreal Engine, with Fortnite, with all these things that do matter for Sony. I think all this makes sense and lines up. Yeah, totally. Especially with the Lego news too. It's like all of this, it's, it's happening. And again, I feel like Epic are the ones that have been pushing it forward already and proving that they have the the means and Stuff. the the creativity to like kind of like make it worthwhile in any 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 way shape or form like the other example would be like things like minecraft right and that's over on the microsoft side so this the thing that's most interesting to me and surprising is sony investing in epic right like yeah as opposed to like the opposite way of kind of like epic investing in sony to get more projects that are using their their metaverse whatever but um i think this will all result in the most interesting steps forward but still not steps that i'm necessarily excited about but mm. yeah we'll see from the future what this brings uh story number three nintendo switch sports uh we got a preview roundup because the embargo went up today for previews i'm gonna pull from two sources let's start from cameron faulkner at the verge who uh puts up an article titled nintendo switch sports feels like more than just a party game it reads like this Nintendo Switch Sports, the follow-up to the wildly popular Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort announced in February, is more imaginative than its boring name might imply. Uh, while those Wii titles served as tech demos of sorts for Nintendo's, at the time, new motion controls and Mii characters, Switch Sports feels like more of a full game, with more involved controls, better visuals, and a post-launch plan for online modes and in-game cosmetics. 
Each minigame looks gorgeous with detailed venues and more expressive avatars to play as. Uh, for those who are curious, you can still use the older Miis on your console if you really want to get into that Mii, Mii Sports mindset, or sorry, Wii Sports mindset. Mm -hmm. Cosmetics are, are, are new for Nintendo Switch Sports, and it's the angle that the company is using to reward returning players. It'll roll out weekly cosmetic drops that you can get only that week and only by playing online. Some cosmetics can be worn throughout the game, while others are limited by sport. Unique sword, sword designs, new soccer balls, and goal animations, to name a few, are attainable. All of the minigames capture what made the original titles into mainstay party games. The controls are approachable and still surprisingly punishing if your timing is off. And both new and returning sports feel frantic and fun to play. Tim, I'm going to put a pause there before I even get into the next uh, the next preview from... Uh, did I yeah, from Michael McWhorter over there at Polygon. For a second, I thought I had copied and pasted. I'm good. Uh, but I do want to talk about cosmetics for a second. Like, is that something that gets you excited, Tim? Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely When what makes these games special is those kind of, like, customizable options. And, like, you, the the Miis were so core to the experience of Wii Sports back in the day. And I do think that Nintendo Switch Sports has a, a place uh, for fans out there. And I think that it's good that it's coming back. And, again, the Switch being as successful as it is, it's weird that it's been so long since we've gotten a new sports title but then you look at like the wii u and where all that stuff was that makes sense but it coming out now it's like i think that this has the potential to be a a very big hit a surprise hit even which is weird because wii sports obviously is one of the like most common games to be owned by somebody because it was with the wii yeah. <laughs> right but um and we sold so well but i think you look at it now and uh with the success of like ring fit adventure uh which i know you've been getting into recently yeah um, I, I think that there's a, a very 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 sizable audience out there for this and if if it delivers which based on these previews sounds like it's kind of doing everything it has to hell yeah yeah, like I'm impressed by the idea of them rolling out weekly cosmetic drops, right? Like for Nintendo, I think that's already kind of like a bit future looking in a way that's not even future looking, right? Present looking, like in the way that we make fun or we we talk about how Super Mario Maker 2 didn't have um, the, the post-launch content that it should have had, right? You look at Mario, <clears throat> excuse me, Mario Party and even like the fact that they added in online years later to Super Mario Party blew our minds because generally that is a game that seemed like it should have had more post-launch content that they they put out, didn't really do anything with it, and then you had the, the last update and then boom, it's done, right? Like putting out weekly cosmetic drops for Nintendo Switch Sports already sounds like a step forward. But yeah, like the them talking about unique sword designs, new soccer balls, and then goal animations. Like I read goal animations and I was like, fuck that sounds fun that sounds like it could, be, it could be a good time like i can't wait to score against my opponent and do like a double front flip or something right and like have that and like you know show off and, and and be that person like that sounds like a really fun time uh and so i'm super into that now i want to hop into michael mcwerder at polygon's article titled nintendo switch sports feels like a real wii sports 2 uh, his preview reads like this Nintendo's Wii Sports was a masterpiece of gaming simplicity. Nintendo Switch Sports, a sequel due later this month, brings back the spirit of the original Wii Sports, but aims for a slightly different audience. The simplicity and familiarity of the original Wii Sports is still present in the, in the Switch sequel, thanks to simple, motion-controlled games like bowling, tennis, and, in a feature update, golf. But there are new layers of complexity and depth for Switch owners who want it, who want it uh, a best-of-both-worlds approach that will help distinguish Nintendo Switch Sports from its Wii Sports inspiration. My first Nintendo Switch Sports experience was soccer. The game has four variations, but I only sampled two. 
A two-player goal shootout, which used a Joy-Con strap to kick to my to my kicking leg, and a two-player co-op match against computer-controlled opponents. Shootout, uh, with the exception of, of whipping out and affixing the leg straps, is perhaps the most pick-up-and-play game here. Players take turns trying to kick a ball into a very large goal, and it's all about timing. The arc and speed of the ball appears randomized, and I wound up kicking far to the left more than once. Uh, what makes shootout mode both interesting and balanced is when one player starts to dominate. If you have a streak going, the goal size shrinks, making precise timing even more critical. Our second game of soccer was somewhat more traditional. It was a four-on-four match played with both left and right Joy-Cons in hand. Like another soccer video game hit, Rocket League, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports used an oversized ball and smoothly rounded corners for its stadium edges, so the ball is always easily trackable and always in play. It's soccer without any downtime, and it may offer the most replayability of any Nintendo Switch Sports activity. Finally, there's Shambara, a renamed version of the swordplay game included in Wii Sports Resort's a suite of activities. Guarding and striking at the right angle, vertically, horizontally, or diagonally, is key to success, but so are head games. Faking out your opponent in the split-screen game is strategically important, so fighting game enthusiasts will likely take a shine to Shambara in Nintendo Switch Sports. It sounds fantastic, right? Like strong head games, all I heard there, but yeah, <laughs> strong head game, yeah, that did st- stick out to me too. But like this is, I, I so like you mentioned, right? I've been playing a lot of Ring Fit Adventure the uh, the last few days, and the thing that has impressed me the most about Ring Fit Adventure is how accurate and precise the motion control stuff is. Like I've not done many of the motion games uh, that are available on the, that have been available on the Switch the last four years, the last five years, goddamn. Um, and so like Nintendo, Nintendo or Ring Fit Adventure is the first one I'm jumping into this heavily. And as I'm doing all the stuff, right, even like putting on the leg strap that's available for Ring Fit, Ring Fit Adventure, I've been so surprised by how accurate it is in the tracking and then also how fun it is. Like it has taken me back to playing games on the Wii, which is the thing that I didn't realize I missed until playing Ring Fit Adventure. And now I'm even more excited for Nintendo Switch Sports, especially after reading these previews. I'm I'm very ecstatic about this the soccer game that it apparently is going to be just Rocket League, but for Nintendo. Stop, man. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Excited uh, to play it. I don't know how much gameplay I'm actually going to get out of this. Like, Wii Sports was never really my jam. Like, I enjoyed the novelty of it, but it wore off pretty quickly for me, and I jumped on to Twilight Princess and never really looked back. Um, I enjoyed the... What What was that minigame collection they put out after? I think it was Wii Play? Yeah, Wii Play. Where it had, Wii like, Play. more board games and stuff, uh, yeah. or, like, like those like type of minigames. I, I enjoyed that one a little bit more, but... Yeah, we play doesn't get the respect it deserves. I think we play was fantastic. And of course, we sports pack in like it's the classic like bowling, baseball, all that shit is fucking fantastic. We play had some really unique games in there that like were way more fun than I think they had any right being. Like there's a game mm-hmm. in there I forget what it was called. People in chat would probably know. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. There's a game in there where you basically had to like count me's and like screen to screen. It was almost like WarioWare where screen to screen was a different activity where you would have to like count or like you would go like mini game to mini game to mini game uh and try to compete against whoever you're playing with i thought that was so fun and i wish like i would i wish we play would make a comeback in like a similar form that nintendo switch sports is but who knows <laughs> nintendo nintendo play nintendo i don't know what the branding is tim i don't yeah. know what you do with it that's where i'm at let's hop in Story number four, Braid, Cardo, and Ethereal devs have announced a new indie studio. This is Andrew McMahon, uh, not related to Vince, at Twinfinite. Today, David Hellman of Braid, Nick Sutner of Cardo, and Nicola 
Rekabarin of Ethereal announced that they are opening up a brand new indie development studio, Furniture and Mattress. Thanks to the support of publisher Astra Fund, the team will be creating an unannounced title that explores their shared love of, of adventure and exploration, clever puzzles, and weird humor. Co-founders David Hellman and Nick Sutner discussed the new studio, as well as their ideologies regarding game development and their future. Quote, when you're, working on, when you're working on a puzzle, sometimes you need to make a big mess before putting things back together, said Hellman. Quote, you have to push through some chaos before finding the right order. Drawing can be like that, and so can a lot of things in life, on a personal scale and a big societal scale, too. Those are some, those are some of the things we're exploring in our game mechanics and story, end quote. And then, quote, we've all been making games in some capacity for some time, uh, so it was important to us to do it in a healthy way, biting off something of the right scope, paying ourselves properly, and sharing the creative vision of the game, said Sutner. It was also critical to find great partners to work with for the things we can't do ourselves, like Astrofund and Pop Agenda. We want to give this game its best success, or we want to give this game its best chance at success, end quote. According to the press release, Hellman is in charge of art and animation, Sutner is handling, handling the script and production, and Rekka Barn will lead the games, the game design and programming. Hell yeah. Tim, what do you think about another game studio rising up? Very, especially this team. This is really exciting. Everyone should keep their eyes on this. Absolutely, for sure. We had Nick Sutner come on the games cast a couple years ago uh, when uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake came out. Uh, and he literally wrote the book on Shadow of the Colossus. Um, and just he is such an intelligent motherfucker. And the way that his brain works and thinks about video games is on another level. So him right working on uh, scripting out this one, I think, makes that instantly very, very exciting. Combine that with the rest of this super, super, super talented team. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited for this. Like, I the, the thing that struck me was this news came out this morning, right? Alongside it was a press release I got from Astra Fund, and they described themselves as a philanthropic fund for games that may, that quote unquote make you think, right? And they talk about how like, yeah, we want to just we want to put out more dope puzzle games. We want to help green light and, and put out more cool puzzle games or thoughtful games or indie games, and like. That alone, I was like, oh, damn, that's pretty cool. Like, as somebody who really digs puzzle games, yeah, like, give the devel developers the support they need to make this happen, right? Especially for video games, which are, one, hard to make, but then also expensive to make. And you don't always know if you're going to make <clears throat> make back your money, right? Like, indie game development is hard. And you've heard the stories in the past of people being like, yeah, man, I spent my life savings to, to make this game. And now, like, I don't know if it's going to be successful. And so hopefully people buy it, right? Like, that is a scary place to be in if you don't have that, if you don't have the support. And so, like, whenever I see studios partnering up with xbox to get on xbox game pass right or epic uh to to be an epic exclusive right or playstation to get on playstation plus it's always an exciting thing and so uh to have this this game be funded and and, and published by astra fund i think sounds cool i can't wait for it i can't wait to see what they do and yeah this team is a banger team and so i'm very much looking forward to this one. Hell yeah and, and then to round out we already did story number five sonic 2 was a huge success yada yada hell yeah we're gonna get more from the sonic cinematic universe and i can't wait for what was it, it was, i always confuse it because i swear there have been like five different leaks there's a knuckles spinoff thing with officially announced there's a knuckles paramount plus show yes and, and then, then there's sonic also a tales thing there's not officially a tales thing not officially a tales thing is that a rumor yeah okay yeah i'm gonna get that tales thing i we're gonna we're, i'm like all my, i love tales so much in that movie Right, like Tails, honestly, might have been my favorite character in the Sonic Sonic Two movie, and I we need some kind of spinoff show. Of Plus, Tails. I don't know, I don't know if you saw that live on the blue carpet because they had a blue carpet. I did see the, the blue carpet premiere. Did you see the voice actress Colleen of Tails? No. First off, looked utterly fantastic. Mm -hmm. Second off, her necklace 
rocking all the chaos emeralds. It's oh, fucking sick. I love that. I love when I when <laughs> actresses and actors do stuff like that. Because what is it? Who so was it? Was Brie it um, Larson? Brie Larson that did the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Oh my god, I love so that sick. stuff. Because then Tim? Zendaya went on a tear too during all the Spider Man uh, stuff where she was dressing as the different villains each time. So sick. God, I love that stuff, Tim. I can't wait to see when we get the Tales spinoff show movie. I'll take both, but that's just so far away. If I want to always come out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got double shot gals for Switch, and that is it. I also have no new dates for you, so we can hop right in to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. And let me tell you, you guys are some fucking nerds. I'm looking at you're wrong right now. I'm looking at you're wrong. It's all Kingdom Hearts stuff. It's oh, all people. Get it. Who's talking anyway. shit? Uh, Kebab says it's worth noting that the realistic art style is only for the that afterlife like world is similar to how Sora is a mermaid in Atlantica or a toy yeah. in Andy's room. Kebab's your fucking nerd, all right? No, I see, that's, I said, said that. I yeah, said, said that. that. Don't that fucking try to correct me on things that I clearly fucking said. And also, we don't know that. We don't know that. Nano says, "Bless that weird X is the Greek letter key. It's pronounced and it's it's spelt C H I. It's pronounced key and K H because Kingdom Hearts. All right." Okay, Mr. Hawk's coming in here with some shit that I respect. It's pronounced Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Kingdom Hearts Key is a different older game pronounced as Kingdom Hearts Key. Also, Tim is cute for trying. Thank you. I am just trying out here. That's all anybody can do when it comes to Kingdom Hearts. But, like, the in the write-up, it said Union with the stretched-out X. Right? Like, isn't that... I don't... You know what? It's Kingdom Hearts. I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to question yeah, it. Yeah, don't, don't question it, Bless. Don't question it. Uh, then Nana writes in with a bunch of stuff, right? The game in Toy Story World <laughs> is Verum Rex, which I think we said. Right, I, hold on. I, 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 I do want to read this bullshit from Nano here. Not mm-hmm. that Nano's bullshit, just I just, uh, the Kingdom Hearts is. Uh, regarding Kingdom Hearts 4, Nomura posted a message yesterday saying he was unsure if he wanted to make Verum Rex, the Versus 13 knockoff shown in Kingdom Hearts 3, the Toy Story World, or Kingdom Hearts 4. He decided to make Kingdom Hearts 4 because the fans were worried about Sora. <laughs> 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 oh that's so funny that's real. the fans are worried about sora is hilarious yeah Owlick here says the trailer for kingdom hearts 4 was actual in engine in in real or unreal oh actually he says it was actual in engine in real with ue4 but is going to be developed with unreal 5 and i did say i think i mentioned that like oh yeah it's probably like all cg it, it was in engine which is, I think, impressive. But also, the game's not going to look like that. Because Kingdom Hearts... I don't think... Kingdom Hearts 4 had a similar-looking trailer. Uh, Not far, 4, sorry. Kingdom Hearts 3 had a similar... Kind of like, here's UI, and here's Sora like doing all these acrobatics things. But the, the, the game didn't look like that, right? I mean, that, that's a classic Square thing. Yeah. They always have like that stuff, and it looks totally different. Like, the Final yeah. Fantasy 7 more so my point. gameplay looked totally different. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Let's see here. A good one here. Siza says regarding MGS2 and 3 HD being on the GeForce Now list, those games uh, came to PC, so it'll probably just be a re-release. Those games never came to PC. So yeah, it could just be the the PS3 ports coming to P- PC. And then here's one 
from Steve Jr. Uh, Tomb Raider definitive Tomb Raider definitive Survivor trilogy was released in 2021 for the 25th anniversary, and so the Nvidia GeForce leak never lies. It is it never lies. It is undefeated. It is spot on, and so. Mm-hmm. Look forward to uh, the next Mortal Kombat game uh, and Injustice 3, Gods Will Fall. Gods Will Fall. Gods Will I'm, Fall. I'm ready for an Injustice 3, man. Yeah, Injustice man. I hope, was dope. I hope. I, I think the rumor is that like their next game is going to be Mortal Kombat. But like, I, I kind of hope it is Injustice. Like, I'm down yeah. to take a break on Mortal Kombat for a second because like, it's been a while. We got a lot of Mortal Kombat. What was the DLC? Not Af- After Fall? Mortal Kombat like Aftermath. 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 Yeah. yeah. She was sick. It was dope as hell. Shout out to NetherRealm. Tim, you know what else is dope as hell? The hosts that we have for Games Daily this week. This week, a host go like this. Tomorrow, you're getting some Greg and Gary Witta. Wednesday, it is me and Janet. Thursday, it is Greg and me. Then on Friday, it is me and Tim motherfucking Gettys. Back at it like a bad habit. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike and Greg with some of that KFW wrestling. If you want to catch that stream later, you can, of course, subscribe to YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyPlays. Remember this. It's been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and your week, weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily. <laughs>